0: Welcome to the 10 Minute Talent Show. My name is Justin Cross and today our guest, she is the former vice president of marketing at United Health Group and the current CEO of Heather P. Solutions, where she focuses on helping create awesome work environments for small and mid-sized businesses. Heather Polifka, thanks for being with us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: So right off the rip, Heather, I have to tell you in full disclosure, I work remote from my house in Florida. Uh, I have, uh, four dogs and three cats as my coworkers and they, uh, they have produced very little ROI. Um, they are, they lay around, uh, sometimes scratch themselves and other things that I I just think are not appropriate for the workplace. But generally speaking, the productivity level is not high. How can I make my own home office thrive?
1: Well, let's kidding. also be fair. They're contributing in ways. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this to like a, an important point.
0: <laughs> See, I knew you were good. I knew you were very good. All right, I, I'm 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 here for it.
1: Well, you know, we've been very focused as 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 a country and a generation on that it's about productivity, and. Um, and I would say that one of the things to come out of the last couple of years, one of the, the aspects to come out of uh, the generational shift um, happening in the workplace is that our only value is not productivity. Um, it's not the output that we create, but it is the outcomes. And so for your furry coworkers, they do actually help you reduce stress. So they are producing an outcome that contributes to a positive work environment, even if they're not actually doing any work.
0: <laughs> you know what? That is, that's not just good workplace. That's, that's, you just gave me some therapy right there. That That is literally, I paid a lot of money for that right there. Like that, you know, in a different, what we'll does this called? Last Monday. Yeah. But, um, like pet your pet your dog, you know. It's that, actually that'll, shown that'll get to be stress
1: down. in that, but I do think it's a it's an it's an important point of obviously we we need to get a job done at work, but for too long I think we've maybe tolerated some workplaces, some leaders, some coworkers or team members who didn't contribute positively to the environment, and yet they got stuff done, so we kept them around. And not realizing that there were other costs that, you know, that were happening because of um, the negative energy or the negative vibe or the toxic environment that they helped create. And and we're at a point right now that that tolerance level for keeping, you know, people like that around or tolerance for workplaces like that is like at zero. And that's only going to continue with you know, millennials and Gen Z becoming 64% of the workforce in 2025, their tolerance level for that kind of toxicity is zero.
0: Right. Right. That is, that is, I mean, uh, certainly something that like I've in my career, I've always looked for and I've experienced both the toxic work environment and the you know the, the the nice work environment. You, I've I've learned to recognize those pretty easily. But, um, you know, I'm curious about your kind of path, real yeah. quick. You know, I know as I mentioned before, before owning your own your own company, you climbed up the ladder at UHG. You had tons of success. You became the VP of marketing. But you also were able to kind of flip the workplace culture mm-hmm. around, from from what I understand. Tell us a little bit about just your journey in general, how you've had that success, but also how you've had such a, a positive impact, obviously, at a at a huge company.
1: Yeah. Um, well, interesting. I'm actually going to go to a step before that because I never would have okay. gone there had I not had my own experience working in a toxic work environment. Um and I followed a, a former boss to a company. The job sounded really juicy and awesome. So I'm like, I'm in. And I didn't do any research on, on the company itself and, and the leadership. And so when I got there, um, and when I say toxic, I mean like things being thrown, like it's not up for upper interpretation, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually grateful for that experience today. Um, because after I had been there and in, an, in my marriage for about a year, my husband asked me if I would think about finding another job, because the person who was coming yeah. home at night was not the same person who was leaving in the morning. And yeah. I, you know, my field was marketing. That's what I had been doing. That was my path. That's what I was forwarding. And had I not had that experience, when United Health Groups came to me and said, hey, we're creating this position, and we want this marketing mindset brought into the space of talent. Would you consider doing that? And pretty brilliant at the time, because this was like 2008. um, And had I not had that experience, I wouldn't have signed up for doing that. And um, and they knew at that time they were struggling. There had been some, you know, some not-so- great stuff in the news and they needed to turn the perception of them around. But they also knew that what had allowed them to be successful to that point was not the same thing that was going to allow them to be successful moving forward. So they knew that they needed to undertake some, some culture transformation. Um, And so that's how I found myself there. And I was very lucky to bridge two areas, marketing and HR And lead part of the work stream um, when it came to, to the culture transformation. Work on over twenty different M and A and culture integrations. Open up new countries. Like it was just such a great ride for sure.
0: So, so this is this was not on my uh, this is not on my uh, my bingo card before I (laughs) I I I came into this interview. But you've got me thinking a little bit about how much you know. You were obviously you have a skill set in marketing that's that's kind of very specific and. And just like a lot of different jobs, it's like a specific skill set. But how much outside of having that skill set, is it really about like people being able to work together? And, you know, how, how much of is it like the hard skills versus like the soft skills? I know that's kind of maybe a very general question way of, way of asking it. but
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a great question because having led in the business, When I all of a sudden, so when I was at United Health Group, I reported into the chief talent officer and the chief marketing officer. So I straddled both organizations and there was this breadth of tools and information and um, that would enable the success of me as a business leader and a team leader. But I was surprised at how much of that great um, those those great b- ability to build those skills, those soft skills, was yeah. not making it into the lines of business. And so, what we see, and and this is not United Health Group specific. This is all most of the companies that I see and work with <laughs> is. Um, that we make sure that we train on technical skills. Like you need to know how to onboard and how the systems work. And if you're in technical fields, you need to know this computer language or you need to have this certification. So we're really adamant about that. But we don't actually set up people leaders to make sure they have the same access to soft soft skills training because there's a lot of tools to support our success there. And I think for a long time, it's just been like, well, I had to figure it out by trial and error, so you will too. And people suffer in the meantime, like their team members suffer as their learning zone. It's like, why do we do that? Why do we not share the secret sauce, right? When someone's starting to, you know, be a leader of people, whether that's a project manager or an actual supervisor. Um, It's not something we're, quote unquote, just born with. There are tools, there are skills. And just like we can't go to the gym and drop and do 50 on day one, we got to build those muscles.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I I still cannot drop and do 50, to <laughs> be honest. I, I have I've been practicing. I'm up to five. Um, that is just, I left the zero out. But no, so that that is like great advice. I mean, I, I think it's funny because you say it, it seems simple in concept, but it's also... Even I catch myself doing that sometimes where it's like, well, I had a struggle, you know, like it's almost like things are, it's a, it's a rite of passage almost in, in people's minds. Yeah.
1: But you know, last time um, I heard we were getting rid of hazing on college campuses. So maybe it's time to get yeah. rid of hazing in corporate America.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. I actually had a boss who kept the the, fr- the frat paddle in his oh, office. Wow. And I don't know if that was, a, you know, kind of a, a vague threat. But, um, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Well, and, and so you've worked with, you've had a relationship with Horizontal um, for, for a little while now, I, I know that, on various different ways, so you know, feel free to talk about that, but I, I'm also just curious specifically, when you're working with leaders, um, You know, if people go to your website, I know you have a, a testimonial from, from one of our leaders on the digital side, but you know, when it comes to, whether it's our company or other, other companies, you know, I know the gaps can be different, obviously, at different places, but what are some commonalities that you talk to leaders about?
1: Yeah, well, here's what I'll say. The gaps that we're seeing right now is um, workplaces that transition to hybrid and remote work, and they're like, it's not quite working. And um, and it shouldn't be surprising. I use, because of my work with Horizontal, I automatically think of digital. Like, if you have a desktop website that's not designed for mobile, the experience will be wonky. And unless you actually design yeah. your website experience to... Between a mobile phone, a tablet, and a desktop, it's not gonna do that. The experience is always gonna be wonky. Well, guess what we did with cultures? We had designed cultures to be in person, and culture is all about how we work together, how we collaborate, how we share information, how we help each other learn and grow, how we behave. It's all those things. So then we went to remote and we just thought we could like lift and move it remotely, and it's wonky. So part of what we have to do is take a step back and reflect on the culture and refine it and design it so it can be responsive to remote, hybrid or in person. So that's one of the gaps that I see is addressing that wonkiness. Um, yep. The second is this multi-generational workforce that expectations have changed. And so even a company like I mean, has been super successful. It's a perfect time to step back and reflect and go, but does our workplace support our continued growth, our future growth, given this changing dynamic in in the labor market? So that's the that's the second I see. And then the third, which very applicable to horizontal, is when you're in high growth, that's also a time where things can get a little wonky and you're onboarding people so quickly. And even if they've got prior leadership experience, it doesn't mean that They have how you lead inside of horizontal, that this is how we want you to lead people and what we want you to value and the behaviors we want you to demonstrate and reward. And so any business that is scaling quickly is another one that will start to see those gaps show up simply because of the high growth.
0: That's... Those are... First of all, thank you for being specific. Like, there's a lot of times when you'll ask questions, and I don't mean that on this one, but you that you just gave three very specific answers right there, you, you know, like, uh, I I appreciate that. <laughs> that's great. So, so you know, the one the words though that that sticks out to me that I I noticed when when kind of going through your materials and everything, but it was said by by one of our leaders was pragmatic, yeah. and that's kind of how you try to address situations. Yeah. What what it what is that can you can you elaborate a little bit more on that?
1: Yeah, well I think one of the things that makes me distinct and unique is that I have over eleven years in HR and right. I've led a team in the business. And why that's important is I, I've been that leader trying to balance that you have these goals you need to hit um, and strategic priorities and develop and lead your team and 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 so how does it yeah. all fit. Right? So because I've sat in those chairs, I'm not going to share with people about theories. It's like, here's specific actions to take. Um, I was talking to a group of leaders just last week, and we were talking about how critical recognition and positive reinforcing feedback is to to the engagement of your team and even to your own um, positive experience in leading people. And someone said, you know what, there's so much to do. I check the box, you know, on the list and I move on to the next thing. And I'm like, I hear you because that was me. And I actually had to start scheduling time on my calendar that was for recognition (laughs) and positive reinforcement, this moment to stop and simply think about it um, because it wasn't one of those things that was just natural to me because I was on to the next product being productive, the next thing to get yeah, done. Yeah. And so I think there's a relatability and uh, practical, like I said, practical solutions, tangible actions yeah. that you can take and making it applicable because I've walked that path. It's not that I am better than it's that I, I really do want other people to learn from my mistakes.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, and, and it sounds, and you know, also like you said, you you came from a, you started out in a pretty toxic work environment, right? And I mean, it, the number of things I've learned from having, I hate to say, it, but bad bosses, yeah. you know, and bad situations, you know, hopefully, like I've carried that into to my own, you know, management, but. Um, and I want to be that's, very that's clear so if I can be very like. clear about
1: one thing because, yeah. anyone who looks at my LinkedIn is going to see that I was like at Target for 10 years. Target was not the toxic work environment, so I just want to be
0: very clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 Target, you rock. Target. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, by the way, for those. Every time I walk into Target, I, I have to buy a picture frame, I don't know why, I don't need to, yeah, but they're everywhere. Yeah. Sometimes I just keep the model picture in well, there. Well, you're not allowed to leave
1: the store money. unless you've spent at least, you know, $100. <laughs> and somehow that even translates online. I don't know how that translates online. That's true.
0: That's yeah. true. <laughs> um, well, Heather, uh, thank you so much for, for being with us. And if people, uh, you know, if, if, if you're a hiring manager or your business out there and you, you come across this podcast, heatherpsolutions.com is where you can find Heather. You can find her on LinkedIn. Target not the target of, of bad work environments. Uh, But uh, Heather, thank you so much for, for being with us. We, again, I really appreciate all the specifics and practical advice that, that you've just provided us just in this last 10, 15 minutes.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you.